Hello and welcome to the Chatty Nights Podcast. Traveler, take a seat at the table and join me, your host, NightCJ64, better known as Cody. Thank you for clicking on this. I know it might seem a little weird. You're wondering what the hell is the Chatty Nights Podcast. Well, the best way that I would uh, picture it is that right now, we're in a nice, lovely little bar. We're sitting at a nice, lovely little round table, kind of like the Knights of old, and we're all having a good drink. Uh, the goal of this podcast is to basically give you that feeling of sitting with your friends, talking, and you're you're just basically the listener, listening to old stories, uh, listening to good times, and overall just giving you that feeling of relaxation that we all know and love. If you don't have friends, by the way, I would recommend getting some. And also, I'm sorry to hear that you don't have friends. If you need, I guess you can always tune into this podcast once a week uh, and pretend that we're friends, even though I won't know you. Maybe I will. Who knows? Today, though, we are going to get into a little bit of about me so that you can learn who you're listening to. Uh, Unfortunately, I am at the table alone. Uh, But I do plan on having some more friends of mine join me in this uh, lovely little show that we got running to tell some pretty embarrassing stories about ourselves. Uh, I will be real that uh, I'm kind of stupid, so a lot of stupid things happen in my life. Uh, And along with that being stupid, I'm going to talk about when I was probably the most stupid ever. And that is, of course, childhood. I feel like learning a little bit about me is... child. Learning about my childhood is almost necessary to learn a little bit about me and uh, why I am the way I am. So, without further ado, thank you again if you're here clicking on this. Just curious, you know. Thank you again. Hopefully you stay for the whole thing. Let's talk about childhood. Uh, so, starting off... I was born and raised in the uh, unknown part of the USA called Iowa, where basically all we do is grow corn and hold a state festival once a year, which the state festival is pretty cool. We sell, you know, fat-inducing foods like deep-fried Oreos and stuff, which are really good. And, uh, you know, we have a bunch of farmers running around in quick trips or quickie marts, however you want to call them. Uh, If you're still confused on where the hell I'm talking about, if you look at your map, that kind of blank area in the middle where it just says Iowa, that's it. You've probably been here, didn't remember it because there was nothing. There was actually nothing. (laughs) So I was born and raised here in a small town uh, that was also known as a drug town. It's not the best, but I guess a lot of small towns around here aren't really the best. But, you know, they hold a special place in my heart. And I guess if we start at the very beginning, childbirth, when I was young, I was born, got like influenza or some kind of bird flu or something and almost died. But I feel like around here, at least for my age group, that's kind of the story for everybody. It seems like all my friends are like, yeah, I came out, almost died, but we lived. You know, I think maybe that's because somewhere along the line... Iowa only having farmers 
around somewhere. We just, you know, in the 2000s, we were a little lost and didn't come up to medical standards, you know. So we were still hacking limbs off and probably subscribing or prescribing uh, coke to patients and stuff. That's probably why we all almost died. So after this almost death kind of thing, uh, I started growing up in a trailer, a trailer park, which if you're not familiar with what a trailer park is now, it's basically where a bunch of poor people go to live in these nice little square cardboard box homes that if a tornado ever came through, which I was known for having tornadoes, we would die. There'd be no saving us. Those trailer homes are not safe. Okay, <laughs> let alone they are not the best looking half the time, but you know, we made do. So we lived in a trailer park. Uh, I grew up with a older sister and an older brother. Later on, I would get a younger sister. And in this trailer park, we had a lot of fun. At the age of one, I wasn't doing a lot. I was being a baby and you know, babies don't do a lot. At the age of two and three, it was about the same thing. But when I turned four, man, did shit turn up to 11 in this trailer park. Uh, I don't remember this personally, but my dad told me about this, and he tells it a lot. Uh, <laughs> the more famous story of me is one time, my, my grandpa and grandparents also lived in this trailer park. And one time, being a four-year-old, I wanted to go see them uh, at the age of four i was still in diapers i don't know what the age that you're not in diapers is i think it's maybe like six or five i would assume and so in diapers with no shirt on uh and in my dad's cowboy boots i walked up the road to my grandma's trailer which looking back at it it was a pretty good walk like there was a lot of distance for me to get hit by a car and somehow Somehow my dumbass did not get hit by a car. Probably because the car was watching for me and not me watching for the car. Thank God. And uh, so when my dad realized that I had left, um, they kind of freaked out a little bit. But I would already reach my grandparents who were very surprised to see me in nothing but a diaper and cowboy boots. Uh, it almost reminded them of my, reminded them of my dad. Uh, who also doesn't wear diapers, but you will definitely see him outside in shorts and cowboy boots with no shirt on. It's terrifying. He's very hairy. That was the first uh, kind of little story. Uh, in that trailer park, for fun, one year, I remember some good old Iowa fun. My brother, it was on my brother's birthday, and instead of <laughs> making or getting a real cake me and my older sister went outside and we made a mud cake which as as it is called it is a cake made out of mud that's a very vivid memory for me because i remember how much mud we used and how there were rocks and sticks in it and then for some reason you know because we're farm iowa corn weird kids we actually had my brother kind of eat it i i don't <laughs> i don't think he swallowed it i hope to god he didn't because i don't know what was in that mud but <laughs> i think 
I remember we did shove his face in it, and I, I'm pretty sure a good amount got into his mouth. Which uh, I don't recommend ever eating mud. Uh, unless you're from Iowa. Maybe we have good Iowan mud. And that's why we decided to make a mud cake. But kind of coming away from the youngest, I guess the last part of, of like the five-year-old, six-year-old lifespan, um, <laughs> my stepmother at the time had figured out uh, an allergic, an allergy that I had. Uh, I'm allergic to codeine, which is a common medicine that I believe is, is kind of like Tylenol. It's just a little stronger. And it's just for your pain and stuff. It's common medicine for your pain. They use it in cough syrups. Uh, they use it when you go and get surgery, stuff like that. I'm allergic to that. We didn't know that. So to set this story up, uh, my stepmom was babysitting us. And I don't remember what she gave me, but she gave me something with codeine in it. I don't know if I had a headache or if I was being a terrible child and she was just trying to get me to shut up, who knows. But after I had taken that, I, I'd say maybe five minutes, for some reason, I don't know why, I had gone outside. Uh, I should say that at this time we had moved into town. We weren't poor people anymore. We had a real house. And as you came out the front door... It, there was a ramp that you went down and then there was kind of like a patio area with a picnic table so for some reason i had gone outside to go to the picnic table to grab the tv remote i don't know why there was a tv remote on the picnic table all i knew is that the tv remote was on the picnic table so i went to go get it because i wanted to watch tv and along the way my good old childlike brain decided that I'm going to sit at the picnic table. I'm going to have a come to Jesus moment on the picnic table and screw around and play with the TV remote. After I, I'd say maybe two minutes or so, I got up and I went to the ramp. I started walking towards the ramp when I fell. And it wasn't that I tripped on something. It was just that my legs physically stopped working as a child i was pretty scared when my i couldn't move my legs so if you could picture a a small kind of heavy freckled faced little red-headed afro child who is laying on a ramp and screaming out i can't move help me you would you would be reliving my childhood as that's what had happened my legs had given out and i started basically army crawling with the tv remote in my hand up this ramp i was making very slow progress mind you and i was just screaming out help help me i think i would almost give it like three minutes of yelling out help until my stepmom finally came out and she just looked at me and she was like, what the hell are you doing? Get up. You can get up. Get up and go inside on your own. And I kept going. Help me. Help me. And finally she realized, oh, shit. Something must be wrong with this child because this is not normal. 
So she basically picked me up and she took me inside and laid me down on the couch and she's like, what's wrong? Why are you, why can't you get up on your own? And in good old fashion, uh, without any real good explanation, I just said back to her, I can't move my legs. At this point, she kind of started freaking out like a lot. Because I think this was almost like a week after her and my dad got married. Uh, which is, it doesn't look that very good, you know. And so she called my grandma, which my grandma works in a nursing home. And she dropped everything, came running into the house. Uh, while I was waiting, I was laying on the couch. And at the time, you know, when she first laid me there, I was able to use my arms and so I started changing the channels, and I found something, I think maybe it was like Spongebob on the TV, and I started watching it until I was like, I don't want to watch this anymore. And I went to go use the remote, but then found out that my arms weren't working anymore. Like, like it was a bad VR game, and I was trying to pick up a remote. It was just kind of, you know, wouldn't go into my hand, and then I, then I couldn't even lift them. To which that pissed me off a lot. Because I did not want to watch fucking Spongebob anymore. Let me tell you what. So I'm sitting there pissed off. Can't move my arms or legs. My grandma comes in. She's, she's got a pretty cool head about her. You know. She thinks she has an idea in her head of what's going on. But she's not, she's not like crying, freaking out, hysteria. And she's like, hey, bud, what, what's wrong? And I look at her and I go, I can't move my legs or arms and, and I don't want to watch Spongebob anymore, Grandma. Which <laughs> I think looking back is kind of funny that I was, I, I think I was more worried about what was on the TV than uh, what was actually happening. And at this point, <laughs> my poor grandmother I had to pick me up and she carried me out of the house and into the car and basically rushed me to the ER. And like I said, I was I was a bit of a heavier child. So I wasn't no like six pound, you can lift me up by one arm, you know. So <laughs> my poor grandmother gets to the hospital and she she's a, you know, she's strong, but she's still old, you know. So she had to carry me into the hospital. <laughs> my limp basically paralyzed body into the hospital while I'm just screaming out, I can't move, I can't move uh, to everybody and anybody because I figured that she wasn't able to really talk while she was trying to lift me. You know, I didn't want her to try and exhaust herself. Maybe, I don't know. Or I was probably just freaking out as a child. But we get in there. And they start all, everybody in the office starts freaking out and they, they get me to where I need to go. I think it, it might've been an ER room. I don't remember the room that well. I just remembered they laid me face down on the bed because they, when, when my grandma told them that it was probably an allergic reaction from something, from a medicine that my stepmother had given me. They said, okay, well, we got to give him a shot. I'm terrified of shots. I always have been. And so I heard that, and that wasn't lovely. 
and I just started crying and screaming, you know, the usual kid thing. Except I couldn't do the hiding part like most kids get to do. They get to run around the room and at least have a little bit of a chance or at least a little bit of a hope that, oh, maybe I hide long enough and the doctor won't see me and I'll escape this. No, I just had to helplessly sit there on a bed and just kind of hope that they'd forget that I was there. So they, I, I don't know what was in the shot. Is probably something to calm the reaction or stop it. But they tell me this. They're like, hey, we have to give you a shot. Are you okay with that? And as a child, I'm like, no. And they're like, okay, but fuck you. We're going to anyways. And then, <laughs> and then they're like, hey, we're going to put this shot in your butt. Like, I, I, if I remember right, it was like my butt cheek that they did it. I don't know why. I just remember it was my butt cheek. So they're like, hey, we're going to give you a shot in your butt. I'm like, no, please. I don't want to get a shot in my butt. You know. So they do that. They put a shot in my butt cheek. And then, you know, like 20 minutes later, I'm fine. Don't know why. Don't know how it worked. Uh, haven't run into it again because I've just never taken codeine again. Uh, as far as I know, everything that I've had, cough syrup-wise, that's the biggest one. I never realized that codeine was in cough syrup before until I kind of looked at it. Because I, I, I did, you know, kind of care about myself a little bit and tried to educate myself of what codeine might be in so it doesn't happen again. But thankfully, I haven't had it again. So I have no idea if it will happen again, if I'll become paralyzed. All I know is that it did once. So therefore, if I take codeine, I'll be paralyzed. That's kind of like the biggest thing that happened to me as a young child. I remember also in that ER room when my dad had called. My dad's an over-the-road truck driver, and he called. He was very mad. Uh, he was screaming, cussing out nurses and stuff. Because at the time when he had called, they were telling him, hey, he's in the room. We don't know what's going on. And he was more of like, I want to talk to my child. I want to make sure he's okay, motherfuckers. Uh, you need to let me talk to him. And they're like, hey, we're trying to fix him right now. And <laughs> when I think about it now, he probably shouldn't have gotten mad that they were trying to fix me at the moment. That's like trying to say that I had gotten shot and he wants to talk to me right now, even though I could be bleeding out. He's not smart. It's where I get it from. But I remember when I did get a chance to talk to him, uh, I just told it very clear. And I told them, I, I told him they put a shot in my butt which doesn't sound very good but he understood thankfully jumping up a few years in my childhood the next uh stupidest thing that i've done that i can remember being a ginger i very easily burn in the sun me and the sun don't get along at all uh, it's like a love-hate relationship. I want to love the sun. The sun hates me. It punches me in the gut every day. Uh, I can literally burn in darkness sometimes, it feels like. 
So, knowing this, knowing this my whole life growing up, I uh, sometimes ignore it. And when I was about like 11, 12, I would say, there was a uh, there was a time my dad had gotten an acreage outside of a small town. And along with an acreage, I guess, came one of those uh, pools, you know, those like, I don't even know how many. They're a good size. They're like $300 pools. People know what I'm talking about. I, I don't want to say how many gallons they are because I honestly don't know. But it was a pretty good pool. It had the little ladder going in and everything. And I love swimming. I love swimming in the hot, hot heat and the sunny sun. What I don't love is sunscreen, especially when I was younger. I hated putting on sunscreen, mostly because it's all sticky. It makes you warm. And then when you get sweaty, you get freaking sunscreen sweat all over and you smell bad and i just i just hate sunscreen honestly even today i still ignore using sunscreen sometimes and i dearly pay for it but this was one time that i did more than pay for it uh so i it was a very hot sunny day i want to say it was one of the summers where like temps were getting up to the hundreds you know which is kind of normal for Iowa and the pool was nice and cool you know the sun was directly on it and my dumbass was like hey there's nobody else around we're out in the country I'm gonna swim in just my shorts you know I was that self-conscious kid always kept his shirt on this time I'm like no I'm an open butterfly I'm a swim without my shirt on nobody's around my dad told me before I went in, hey, son, you should probably put some sunscreen on. Otherwise, you're going to get a sunburn. Ah, what does he know, right? What does he know? He's also a ginger, too. Uh, just to mention, he is also a ginger, too. Very, it, it ran in the family quite a bit. So he might know a few things. But I swam. I swam. Had a blast doing water tricks and shit and... And being Michael Phelps, you know, burning them calories, having lots of fun. If I remember right, I think I was out there for like five hours, okay? Five hours, direct sun, underwater. <laughs> you might know where this is going. I get out. I, I don't feel anything yet. I don't feel no pain. Until I, uh, it's kind of like that, uh. You can get shot, not see it, not feel it until somebody points it out. I, I walk up to my dad and he's like, holy shit, son. What in the hell did you do? I guess you could say that I looked like a tomato. But I think the more, mo the more realistic and morbid approach would be that I looked like a burn victim. And that's when I kind of started feeling the heat from it. It was terrible. There was a lot of pain from that sunburn. It basically spread from my face, covering my whole entire chest, stomach, and a little bit of my legs. It was massive sunburn. And that night, it had basically, like, peaked, I would call it. Sunburns don't hurt right away. You usually, it's until you get home, you shower, you dry off, and then your skin's like, hey, 
by the way, uh, I don't know if you noticed, but we're extra crispy tonight and you're going to hurt all night and feel uncomfortable. It hit. Oh my God, did it hit that night. It was, <laughs> it was the most intense pain I think I had ever felt. Uh, and thinking back on it, I think it was more intense than when I would go and fracture my hip. Because it, it, it literally is, it's just all over. All over burning sensation. You're hot, you're sweaty, and no amount of aloe vera cured that shit, okay? I was in my room that night. I could not sleep because of the pain. I remember that... It was at the time that Boomerang cartoons were still a thing. It was like its own channel. It was like 3 in the morning. The Boomerang cartoons are going on. This is like painting a horror scene. You just saw me, a smaller child, sitting in the middle of the room with his knees in his freaking... His chin resting up against his knees, rocking back and forth while the Boomerang cartoon channel played. And specifically, it was it was during like one of their boomerang commercials where it did like the stop motion figures and and it was just kind of kind of cryptic, you know. I'd see it in a horror movie, and my dad could hear me crying from his room, and and I just I can't imagine what he felt when he walked in and seen and, and saw that scene play out right before him of me just kind of cradling on the ground while crying. I don't, I, I know I slept, but I think I only slept for like probably an hour and then I woke back up because when he came in, he just basically like took a whole bottle of aloe vera, dumped it all over me. And then I was like, okay, I can sleep now because it feels okay. You know, a couple days go by and that's basically what my life was, was this very bad sunburn and me trying to get over it until they kind of realized like hey maybe that maybe we should go to the hospital for this and we went to the hospital and the doctors basically told us like yeah never do that again you basically have i think i i think it was like second degree i think second degree is how they classified it like second degree burn so basically i stuck myself in fire for a while and burn my body which is very painful and unfortunately they they did give me stuff i think they gave me painkillers too obviously child painkillers but i don't i think they gave me like burn cream and stuff but it was like literally you you can't stop a sunburn's pain nowadays i have come close to just completely like uh, they they have this uh really harsh burn gel i would say it's, it's a very strong burn gel and i that comes pretty close but you definitely still feel the uncomfortable sweaty pain from it but it's just very tempered and very mild but <laughs> they they sent me home and it like from then on you know life with that kind of burn it kind of sucked i had to take ice cold baths i think that was a part of the medication like you take ice cold baths which felt good i guess if you could sit in an ice cold bath for a very like forever 
until the sunburn healed, that would take your pain away completely. Because that, that does take your pain away completely, but you would probably die from hypothermia. But, you know, I had to take, like, ice-cold baths. And the second part, I haven't experienced it much lately in my life now because I don't get sunburn very bad because I actually care about, you know, kind of care about not getting sunburn. You get, uh, fuck, what are they called? Blisters. Duh, blisters. And, like, okay, so you can imagine, you know, child body, right? Half of my torso just had a massive, I'm talking fat, massive blister that just kind of became a boob for me. And that was disgusting. And then, you know, it just kind of blistered throughout the body. And that was, oh, I never recommend being a ginger or getting sunburned. Because even when we went to the doctors to get those blisters popped, it hurt so bad. And honestly, thinking about it right now, I'm extremely glad that I do not get blisters because they are nastier than shit. Looking at them, like, I get, I get like, skin blisters and stuff from working. They're very, you know, they're just white and stuff. But a sunburn blister is, like, yellow and pussy, and it, it's very gross. Moral of the story is, wear some fucking sunscreen when you're going swimming. Because I think when you're in water, you burn twice as fast. I think that's the, the rate. Moving on from there, uh, there, there's a lot that has happened that are pretty dumb. I just don't know how to explain it quite yet. And I think I need to have some other people come in to explain it that were there to witness my idiocy. Uh, I will say, when I got my driver's license, my dad gave me a 2000... Dodge Ram uh, 1500 it was the half crew or the the half door you open up the door and there's a half door for the tiny little back and I remember my friend had told me we need to take it out and you need to show me how you can drift bad idea uh, very simple story uh, when you first start driving don't try and learn how to drift Figure it out after a little bit when you know how to drive a lot better. <laughs> I remember we were coming off a gravel road and the ditch wasn't, it was steep, but it kind of like gradually got steep and <laughs> we made the turn. Before we made the turn, my friends in the passenger seat like, all right, hit the drift. <laughs> and I remember I did the wheel motion for the drift, but then didn't realize that, you know, you have to counter steer it. Didn't understand that concept. I thought maybe it just fix itself. You just hit the gas pedal, maybe brake it a little bit, maybe pull the e-brake like in Fast and Furious and roll the truck. No, <laughs> I basically, I, I drifted this truck and then just right into the ditch. Real smart of me. Why is that real smart of me too? Because I had told my grandmother before leaving that I was going to go pick up her pizza. And (laughs) 
30 minutes later, when I told her I was going to go pick up a pizza, I'm in a ditch. Which I could not admit to my grandmother after just getting my license that I had already ditched my truck. So I called a friend of mine. <laughs> I called him and him and his dad came out. And when his dad came out, he was like, so how did this happen? Master plan. I know how to tell a lie. I go, well, you see, as I turn the corner, a deer jumped out. And I didn't want to hit it. And I proceeded to show him a very shitty path that this deer took. I'm talking like, you could still see the drift marks in the gravel. You could still very well see that I was just a dumbass and had fucked up. And, uh, <laughs> so you could still see my tracks. So I'm like, oh, yeah, the deer came this way and ran out in front of the truck. So I, I hardly turn I, I like hard left it so that I wouldn't hit the deer because I didn't I didn't want to ruin the truck and then it, it just kind of like like the deer kept going that way so I, I kept turning left and and then I went into the ditch and then the deer ran away so the deer's not here I tried to get his information uh and he left I, I don't know what to do <laughs> that that was my story I always threw in, like, like whenever I'm in trouble, I always throw in little bits of comedy. <laughs> so if, if I get into a car, I, I have gotten into a car accident once uh, where I, <laughs> sounds bad, I hit a, a teacher. It was snowing. I, you know, was going a little fast, crossing train tracks. It wasn't a serious car accident. It, I just basically knocked out her uh, front headlights and, you know, lost respect from her and everything but <laughs> whenever i get into those kind of situations or like you know i'm getting in trouble or yelled at or something i just kind of you know throw some humor in it's never appropriate <laughs> when i hit that teacher i <laughs> it, it was a school morning and i was like well <laughs> at least you don't gotta go teach class right away that's a plus you know, oh, your son was in there? Well, now he knows how cars work and what can happen. Ha ha. You know, <laughs> it sounds terrible. I'm not a terrible person. I'm just an idiot, as you can tell from a lot of, you know, from these stories, as you can tell. I, going back, I am reminded, going back uh, a long time ago, uh, probably, I want to say I was around four I can't believe I skipped over this. When I was four, we had a hamster or a gerbil. We had some kind of rodent. It was the standard, you know, three kids. Parents wanted to do something nice. So they got us this rodent, and uh, I was very attached to it. At the, at the young age I was, I was very attached to it. Unfortunately, animals die over time. I don't remember what happened to this one. But it died, and we had a burial for it. I, I don't under I, at that time I didn't understand the concept of death. So the next day, my brother and sister had went off to school, and I was like, "Man, I want to play with my animal. I want to play with my hamster friend." I'm gonna say it was a hamster. So <laughs> I proceeded to go out into the yard where we buried it, and <laughs> very 
very uh, just nasty, just nasty all around. I dug it up, okay? I dug it up, and I, I played with it. I, I took it around. I took it back into the house. I had it in my pocket. I had a dead hamster in my pocket for most of the day. I was caught by my uh, brother and sister because when they came home, they had walked uh, into the yard and they went into the house that way. And they just saw where the hamster was was buried and they saw that the, now the grave was unburied. So instead of, you know, thinking that maybe an animal had found it, they directly went to me. They directly came to me they were like where's the hamster and me all joyful you know <laughs> pulled this dead hamster out of my pocket and showed it to him i'm like me and him were playing all day long but he hasn't been very active <laughs> and they were they were they weren't mad but they were very mortified and they, they were just kind of i guess they were disappointed you would say so they had a reburial but I wasn't invited because they didn't want me to know where it was, so I wouldn't dig it back up again. Just, just you know, me having a stupid brain. That all in that house, I should say that we were living in a house at three or four, the trailer park. Every it, it's a confusing timeline. I know we were in a house. Uh, it had an upstairs, and that's where we had an N sixty four. Nintendo 64, one of the greatest consoles out there, uh, as in like one of the greatest uh, consoles to come out and pave the way for everything. And uh, all three kids, all three of us were sitting in there playing it. We were playing the N64 Mario Party, a GOAT game, a wonderful game. And uh, my brother and my sister were like, hey, we're hungry. So we're going to go downstairs and make a sandwich. Cody, do you want anything? And I said no. All right, fair. Didn't want no sandwich. Didn't want to eat. Wasn't hungry. Cool. They went downstairs. Somewhere along the lines, I got hungry. And not knowing, I guess, what food is, I decided that the cord to the N64 was my food and they came back up to little old me chewing on the N64 cord the the controller cord and just completely ruining it which I think I think in my mind somewhere it, it developed the uh, attraction to chewing on things because even now these days, I still chew on, like, plastic and water bottles and stuff like that. Very weird, I know. But, <laughs> yeah, they, they they asked me if I was hungry, and I decided, yeah, I'm hungry. But I'm hungry for electronics. I'm a robot, you know. <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, there's also a time in that house when they, my parents had given me the uh, VTech console. Is a very kid, kid-friendly console. I had a Scooby-Doo game for it. I had a SpongeBob game for it. It taught you like math and stuff. It was honestly really fun to play. If I could get my hands on one today, I'd probably play the shit out of it. 
But I remember, I think it was for my birthday, my dad had gotten me a Winnie the Pooh game for that VTech console. I threw the biggest fit at that shit. I was like, I do not like Winnie the Pooh. Who the fuck likes Winnie the Pooh? Are you insane, dad? I think I was four. <laughs> I think I was four at this time. And I remember <laughs> I, I told him, no, I don't want that. And I think he just took and threw it away. I imagine those games were very cheap. They were probably like $5. But I remember I was mad, and I stormed upstairs, and I went in my room, and I started playing that fucking Scooby-Doo game like it was nothing. Like, I was angrily playing. I was flying past levels. I'm like, yeah, yeah, Scooby-Doo, ooh. You know, because that got at my dad for buying me some shitty Winnie the Pooh game. <laughs> that also... <laughs> Reliving memories really brings back more memories. Because there was also a time in Christmas, uh, my mom had hidden the gifts under her bed. And being a curious little boy, I wanted to find out what one of the gifts were. We had Game Boy consoles. We had the Game Boys. Me, my brother, and I think my sister had one too. She probably had the pink one. I don't know. And uh, so... The, I found the presents underneath the bed, and one was like very much shaped like a Game Boy game box. They're very square, and I was like, "This has got to be a Game Boy game." So, one 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 night, I pulled a secret, super secret mission, and I went underneath the bed and I grabbed it, and I stayed underneath the bed because I figured if I took the game and moved it to somewhere else, she would know. So if I just took it opened it up there and then left it there she would be none the wiser so i opened it up and my little eyes see a gem of a game it was the incredibles for the game boy I believe the game boy color and i was like hell yeah i'm about to play some incredibles so i did i think i had gotten like nearly almost done with the game like that's how long we're talking that i stayed underneath this bed and and played and wasn't found out i was so enthralled that i almost had beaten the game until my master plan was foiled and that was that my mother had returned to her room i know a crazy idea i never thought of it either left hook right in the freaking jaw i'm like oh shit she returned to her room all she sees are f she sees feet sticking out of her bed she instantly knows what happened she, <laughs> she basically dragged me out from underneath the bed me still holding on to the game boy playing the game that she had bought us for christmas <laughs> and it was nowhere near christmas needless to say i don't remember seeing that incredibles game again i don't remember ever getting to play it again I'm pretty sure all I got was the biggest ass whooping of my life. And uh, my Game Boy took it away for a little bit. I do remember getting other Game Boy games. But she did not give me that Incredibles game back. Which I'm kind of angry about. Because I would love to play that game again. Like I said, I, had, I remember I had almost finished that shit. And it was honestly a good game. Like, that might just be nostalgia talking. Because I always look back and think about Game Boy games and I'm like... Yeah, those were good games. Those were gems. Those were the best things ever made. 
meanwhile I'm playing games like Skyrim and and newer games like freaking Valorant and stuff and I'm like bad nah my Game Boy game was better right <laughs> right so yeah I that that's I think that's a good bit for uh to kind of get to know me from my childhood those are some some of the stories there's a lot more out there uh it might require a little bit of thinking on my part which you know might actually explode my brain just because the gears all got to turn and if all the gears are turning you know i mean if you can take anything away i my brain usually only runs off of one one brain cell maybe half sometimes it depends <laughs> but hey hopefully you've uh had a good time listening to me ramble on about some childhood stories uh hopefully you come back next week uh, about sunday i would say sunday monday depends on what happens uh join the table again at the table maybe we'll bring in a friend uh to talk about whatever topic next uh maybe we will talk more about some childhood stories if you follow me on instagram or twitter send me uh send me thing you know comments suggestions tell me i'm terrible whatever works i'm down for any kind of feedback uh if you're wondering hey what is your twitter and instagram just type in night cj 64 that's night cj 64 for either twitter or instagram and if you go on there and you look at my profile you will find all my links in my links you will see youtube a patreon uh, and a discord server if you are on a pc listening to this or you play on a PC, join the Discord server. Let's have some fun in there. Uh, It should be a great time, a blast. Uh, In there, you'll find a lot of channels. You'll find a lot of bots. My favorite, Owobot. And yeah, join the Discord, say what's up. Maybe we'll play some games together. You can also give me feedback there. And yeah, if Again, you do follow. Make sure to drop some comments. Make sure to drop some likes. This was the Chatty Nights Podcast. This is your host, Night CJ. Hopefully, you have a good day and a good night.